everyone. Welcome back for another great edition of Talking Tigs. I'm Scott Gerard. As always, with me is Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger. Got a few things to get into because wouldn't you know it? As soon as we wrap up, we thought it was going to be a boring week. Another non-boring week comes along with some more news for you folks. Can't wait to talk about it uh, with the fellow host Tommy and, uh, and Daniel. Here, here, you guys' thoughts on it. But uh, before we get into all that, I want to check in with you individually. See, see how you're doing. Um, I don't know. Not, I guess everything's status quo over here. How about y'all? Yeah, good to be with you. Kind of, kind of the same here. Status quo. Just uh, wrapping up. You know, the last of this football season. Watching Nil should be bad at basketball, and uh, <laughs> you know, waiting anxiously for uh, for baseball season to start. I feel like. Right. Yeah, at least the uh, the NFL playoff games were enjoyable. Bengals pulled it out in the snow at Buffalo. That was a pretty crazy game to watch. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, looking forward to these conference championship games coming up here. And, yeah, just moving along, normal stuff. I guess in, not in Louisiana anymore, but getting into the Mardi Gras season almost coming up. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I see some some activity on that already. And uh, in, in speaking of, uh, like, playoff stuff, I had a buddy, he – he went. Uh, he went. Facebook official says he's going to be a Bengals fan for the playoffs. He's he's he grew up here in Atlanta. He was a diehard Falcons fan. You know, of course, we butted heads for years about that. But he said he's going to be a Bengals fan this go around. And I'm like, hey, I, I'll let you join you on that one. I'll I'll pull for the Bengals with you. I mean, are you okay with the whole who day who dad? He's like, you know, what? it's just like a such a small fraction of it. I really don't care. I just I, I want to pull for somebody that's likable. So here we are. All right, cool. So, so there's, yeah, that. I mean, I was saying that yesterday. I, I was like, man, I think I actually, I'm actually more of a Bengals fan than a fan these days. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I, they were fun. They're just fun to watch. They're fun to root for. I mean, the playmakers, Joe Mixon, great game. Burrow, great game. Jamar Chase, of course, it's great. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. And they're so good. It's like, you feel like, well, what if we just, brought Joe and Jamar down to New Orleans. Like, I feel like that would just be putting water on a fire or something, <laughs> you know, it's like they're thriving where they are because of who all else is there. And it's just, they got it going good for them. Saints got to figure it out though. It's really bad. Uh, but you know, as Tulane showed us, there is, there is hope uh, just takes one man to pull it around. Um, so Willie Fritz, I don't know, maybe he should go for the Saints next. Kidding, kidding, not kidding. But uh, <laughs> But um, anyway, back to back to the focus of our podcast, what we do every every week for these folks. Uh, I just wanted to recap some some LSU news. So, of course, after we recorded last week, we were talking about Walker Howard leaving, and uh, we know that he is going to Ole Miss. And wouldn't you know, it's just going to be another division rival, uh, second time within as many years, I think, where a LSU quarterback has transferred to a division rival. Third time? No. Well, I'd say what three times in four years? Is that is that more uh, accurate? I think we'll so. Three times, so. Three times in four years. Uh, what you got, Mac? Max Finley. You got TJ, Finley. Yep. You got TJ. Then you got Max, and now you have Walker. Yeah. Uh, so that's just that's just crazy to me. But I mean, at least they haven't really killed us. Right. Although I don't know about Walker. So it's an interesting situation because you'd think, well, Jackson darts there. It's either Walker feels like he's number two after Jackson or, you know, I don't know what, what lane, how, how, how he, he can take a, overtake him. 
Yeah, and or then, maybe, yeah, maybe Lane evaluates them differently. It's like it's an open race. But well, and then Spencer Sanders from Oklahoma State transfers into the Ole day Miss as after, well. The and day yeah, after. And he's what would you think if you're Walker there. Howard? What would you think if you're Walker Howard? Man, the, the crazy thing is like you gotta you gotta think that Lane and all of his camp are telling him you're the guy we want you. Come on, we you're you're our future. You are the future of Ole Miss football. We need you. And then the next day they get another quarterback. <laughs> it's almost kind of like Miles Brennan or Garrett Nussmeyer at LSU when he or Jaden Daniels transferred in kind of out of the blue last year. Um, and then Miles Brennan was like, well, that's enough for me. And then he headed out and Nussmeyer yeah. sat for a little while. But yeah, that's got to be a bummer for Walker Howard. And a lot of people are saying that Spencer Sanders is going to try and come take the job in spring training. And since he's already a, a graduate, if he doesn't get the job, he can do a free grad transfer at the end of the spring and still start for another team this fall, uh, which would be pretty wild. Um, and they'll just be down to a two-man race. But yeah, uh, I guess if you're going to compete in the SEC, you got to have your quarterback. So um, they're going to bring in as many good guys as they can. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what do y'all – I've watched a little bit of Spencer Sanders. I've obviously watched Jackson Dart, and we've obviously watched – Walker Howard, you know, as much as, as much as he played, I've seen it. I, I think I've probably seen every snap that he's played in college football just because they, but he hasn't played that many. I mean, I, I still think I like dart. I think I like dart better than Sanders. And I like both of them better than Howard at this point, just because of age and, and experience and yeah. all that. When, do you, do you still feel, I mean, do you feel like he went from third string to third string? I think that's the general consensus right now. Yeah, I would yeah. say so. I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't think Lane Kiffin knows that until he gets there and he sees them next to each other, right? In spring training or whatever. Because, uh, like, what what film do they have on Walker uh, other than like really really late in games or or high school? So I I I don't know how he could he could say that Walker is you know that there's any seating at this point, right? Well, but you know what you know what you at least know Jackson Dart. What do I know? I, I know he I know he has similar numbers to Sanders, but yet Kiffin's like, yeah, come on in. You can compete. Like, what? why are you bringing in a guy that's bringing in similar numbers from the Big 12, mind you? Not that he's not a good quarterback, but it's like your quarterback is very comparable, but he's already done it in the SEC. I mean, what? I, I don't know. I don't know what that's supposed to say to, to everybody involved, <laughs> you know? Unless yeah, he's just I did, like I, I, for everybody. I think I, I wonder if, you know, we've talked about it the past couple of podcasts. Like this is just, this is the new thing. This is how quarterbacks you manage quarterbacks in this, in this game now is quarterbacks are going to be almost the first position to enter the portal and make a splash, make a move. Cause you really, you know, there's only one on the field at one time. It's kind of the only position that's like that. I mean, you can running backs, you know, you do, you often have multiple backs going in every other, every other play, you have multiple receivers on the field at one time, but um, typically, you know, you're only gonna have one quarterback and, and it's the most highly sought after touted position. So I, I wonder if, you know, Lane is kind of embracing, I don't know, you're seeing a lot of people embrace it. They just take as many, take whoever is interested. Yeah. Um, but I, I still, I guess my, my point is that I, I feel like I, I still like Jackson Dart to be the starter at this point. I thought, I thought he looked pretty good for them this year and i think he'll probably improve yeah I, I agree with you i think he has the most athleticism and potential but 
yeah, not to beat a dead horse, but you just try and put as many irons in the fire as you can in the quarterback position and hope something sticks and works for you. And uh, you kind of expect people to transfer at this point anyway. So if they head out, then it's really no big loss. You'll, you'll just find somebody again next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really don't think uh, Lane Kiffin has in his mind who, oh, yeah, this is definitely going to be this guy. I don't know. I give it a spray. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it's either going to be this guy or this guy. Uh, so basically this guy, this guy, or you know, and then Walker is too. But I, I don't know. I just I feel I, I feel it's just a, a a crazy situation. But hey, well, you know, welcome to the transfer portal. Um, yeah, you know, you live by it, you die by it. We lose Walker Howard, and then what do we pick up in the transfer portal? But a, a, a position of need, a, a pretty good guy. Uh, you know, he came from the Pac-12 from Oregon State, Omar Spates. Spites. I think that's probably how you say it. Omar Spites. Uh, I mean, they, the guy was a monster in Pac-12. He was first team. Uh, he started pretty much every game when he was there. And that's kind of what we needed was a, was like an inside linebacker so he can hopefully let, you know. Uh, Keep Perkins outside. Yeah, just let him roam. Kind of do what uh, Ojolari was, was doing. Just let him roam around, do whatever. A little hybrid linebacker. So... There's that, you know, it's, it's, it's plus it's minus like it was yeah. LSU, like we weren't gonna, I don't, I don't think the Walker Howard thing killed whatever we were looking forward next season, maybe a year or two after that, but not next season, but this will help us next yeah. season. This is immediate. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if he's as good as, if he's as good as, um, you know, build and, and pull, is able to make the, the move from, you know, Pac-12 competition to SEC competition, which is always a, t- a tough challenge, especially for somebody playing, I mean, the offensive lineman that he's going to be going up against in against Alabama, A and M, you know, Mississippi State, they're going to be a lot bigger and more athletic than I think the the ones he's been used to playing against in the Pac-12. But I, this is a uh, uh, you know this is a kind of a kind of a trade that yes helps you immediately and. Um, you're right. Like, you know, at a, in a position at the quarterback position where we were pretty deep, um, you know, trading a quarterback for, for a little linebacker um, who's supposed to be all, you know, all conference. Um, that's, that's a good pickup for us. Yeah. I think this is big too. It reminds me a lot of uh, when Jabril Cox transferred to LSU, like a veteran vocal leader, middle linebacker, obviously at a, I mean, Oregon State is not a lower level of competition than LSU, but maybe against some lesser opponents. And then so it's hard to see. And and Cox played well at LSU, but he wasn't like the all-world beater that people were kind of hyping him up to be a little bit right at the beginning. And hopefully, uh, and Spates will be able to do that and and play immediately and kind of become also the person that like Mike Jones was supposed to be and then he never really panned out. Um, he obviously got some solid playing time, especially this year, but there was a lot of hype around him too, coming out of Clemson after that first year. And then he was never really kind of the guy, but yeah, this will help plug the the gaps in the, in the middle of the defense and just be a, a veteran leader out there that our, our young talent can build around like Perkins. Like you said, let him feed to his strengths. So that's good. Um, and yeah, I'll take that trade with Walker Howard immediately as well. Amen. And uh, as as I did not mention before, uh, for for Mr. Spates, it was it was down to LSU and Alabama, and he 
chose wisely. He he came to LSU. So I, I did want to mention that. Um, I'd love to hear what his ultimate, I don't know, what is, what is um, his, his pros were for LSU that made him decide that. But you know, hopefully they'll be an interview sometime soon or before the season starts. But anyway, um, <clears throat> LSU also, we, we picked up a another defensive back, uh, believe it or not. This one's actually Ryan Robinson Jr. Comes as a preferred walk-on. And I don't know, someone had saw... Uh, we, we were talking about this about well, what's the difference between a walk on and a preferred walk on scholarship. There's that. Well, no, it's not uh, like a preferred walk on. You just get a roster. You're guaranteed a roster spot. You're not guaranteed a scholarship. A walk on. That's like you're just in a. You're basically what like practice team, like Rudy, until you get asked to join the team, right? Like a walk on. From from the way I understand it, for walk on is is basically a a scholarship position without the scholarship. Right. You just you, you, you have a spot on the team. You have the benefits of being on the team. You just they don't pay your bills. You don't pay exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or they don't pay your bills to the to the effect of a full ride guy. Yeah. Right. You know, there there might be there might be some grants or some sort of other scholarships they're able to get you like a some sort of academic issue an academic scholarship something like that but it's. As far as the eighty-five, it doesn't. This you know, this does not count to that. I, yeah. I think. And, go ahead. I was going to say, in Robinson, he had like Power Five offers from yeah. Nebraska and in Auburn, uh, and Arkansas. Like, and then he chose to walk on to LSU instead. Like you, you said, he's uh, out of Edna Carr in New Orleans, a uh, big pipeline there to LSU. So I guess LSU was just his go-to. Like he wanted to play for the Tigers, so got to respect that. And maybe Brian Kelly told him something like, you hang with us for a year, like you'll get that scholarship next year or something like that. So, um, yeah, and sometimes those are the best players like Justin Jefferson. Like You, you commit to your bit uh, with LSU and, and good things can happen. Yeah, guy was a, guy was a three-star. Like he said, he had multiple, multiple <laughs> Power 5 offers. And uh, he said, no, uh, I'm going to go to LSU. That was probably his dream school. Uh, and he sees what Brian Kelly's doing. And Brian Kelly can go... Hey man, I, I I hear you love LSU. So do I. Have you heard of Josh Williams? Yeah, yeah check really. out that guy. So there's there's hope for you here. You've you've chosen the right university. So I don't know. I imagine that 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 alone speaks for itself. And yeah, good good guy to have. In addition to all the others that we got in the offseason. So my goodness, LSU's going to have uh, so much depth. Hopefully at all the positions, um, but definitely definitely a defensive back. Um, we also extended an offer, which I found out to, uh, this, this tackle out of my, my Miami, my center, actually, sorry, uh, Ja'Kai Clark. Um, cause he, he entered the portal and which I, I thought was interesting cause you know, we returned Charles Turner this year. Who was, he was our, uh, our starting center, uh, you know, in this last season, I don't know if it was the whole season, but you know, he was, he was starting center for most of it. So. I don't know. I guess we're just adding depth, or is it, you think they're like uh, we need some stronger guys on the line here? Probably both. Um, I mean, we're we're we lost we've lost a few uh, yeah. a few of our offensive line to the portal and to uh, you know just leaving. So I think adding depth. You know, when we look at the um, the tackle right now with tackles, I think that especially if Zalance heard ends up, um, you know, as good as, as good as we think he's going to be, um, we're going to be good on tackle. 
guard, we're going to be, you know, that'll probably shift in um, Emory Jones to a guard position. Uh, and so, you know, really we just need to shore up those two interior spots and center has been a position we've had a little bit of trouble with. I mean, ever since kind of with Liam Shanahan and then trying to figure out, you know, we, what we converted, um, who did we convert to center? Was it yeah, Cam, Cam Wire Ellington? playing center? Um, Anthony Bradford played a little bit of center, I think. Yeah, I, th- I think we converted Dellinger though. Yeah, no, you did. but he couldn't. He like couldn't snap or something. Like he he snapped in a weird way. Remember? No, that was it. Was the first game of the season? Was it this year or last year? When he snapped it over the guy's head, over the quarterback's head. Uh, I think it was. I, um. Anyways. Yeah, that's good. But um, but but you know, point is, I, I, any anytime we're we're shoring up depth in the offensive line, I'm I'm for it. So, I mean, you know, I like it. Amen, amen. Um, and then uh, I saw some a stat that I hadn't seen yet. I, I mean, LSU football released it today, but I it was I was amazed I hadn't seen this before because you know the season's been over for. Uh, a few weeks now, at least the regular season's been over for a while, but LSU set a, a record for rushing TDs this season as a team, 39. I saw that as well. I was kind of surprised by it. I guess it like it right? makes sense with all of Jaden Daniels rushing touchdowns. And then yeah. plus you had like three or four backs getting their fair share as well. But yeah. And I mean, I guess our offense was good, but it didn't feel like we were like 2019 hanging 50 and 60 on everybody. No. I guess they just kind of grounded it out literally. Right. I was speaking of uh, 2019, that guy Sanders that transferred in from Oklahoma State, I think for his career there, he's been there, what, three years? Um, I forget how many games he started. Uh, but basically, I mean, he was, you know, he played for a Big 12 championship. He was in the Fiesta Bowl. They beat Notre Dame, Brian Kelly's old team. Um, he had like 60, I think 68 career TDs. And I'm thinking, okay, cool. Two. Joe Burrow did that in a season. <laughs> That's just crazy. It's crazy. No? There was a lot of stats that year. You couldn't yeah. even count them. Justin Jefferson yeah. couldn't yeah. keep up on his fingers. I know. Uh, but anyway, um, I don't know. That's, I was trying to think of everything positive because, I mean, what do we have to talk about now? We have to just get out of the way. <laughs> LSU yeah. basketball. Just, just keep sinking, man. That's like that that marsh at the end of the the Mississippi River, right? It's just, just keep sinking, man. Um, two really good games to like, kind of rebound. Both ranked teams, Auburn, um, Tennessee, and they just they whooped our butts. So, I don't know. It doesn't even look like we're, f- like in the game. Well, maybe in the, like the first, like a, like maybe until the first TV TV break, we look good. But then after that, it's just. I know they just they they pour it on and it looks like we don't have an answer. So, yeah, we can't even keep it within ten. In most cases, can't even keep it within twenty. So, very uninspiring basketball, especially on the offensive end. Um, I haven't tuned into a game in a couple of weeks now, just because there's not much point if you know that we're going to get blown out, which is disappointing to say as a fan. Um, I want to I want them to give me a reason to be excited about LSU basketball, but um, the the spark really isn't there. So. Uh, about the only good thing you can say is that the schedule is relatively easier down the stretch. Um, so maybe we can put a few W's on the board then, but at this point, the tournament dreams are already looking slim to none and we're kind of just hoping to play spoiler to somebody else. Uh, so if Matt McMahon can salvage something from this season and build on it for next year, then that's good. But uh, it's, it's been a tough turn for the Tigers on the hardwood. 
Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It makes me, it reminds me of the old, of the Johnny Jones days when we were just bad. You know what I mean? Like we just couldn't do, do anything. The one thing that you can say about Will Wade is most of the time his team was able to, was able to compete, put it and put a, um, an exciting product on the court. And I, again, we can't, who knows I, I'm not a, I'm not a, enough of a basketball expert to be able to tell you like, Oh, this is Matt McMahon's fault. This is, or, or this is uh, just the nature of, of the program when he picked it up, you know, I, I'm sure it's a little, maybe a little bit of both, but, I, and, and maybe I would, you know, lean more towards, this is just the, 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 what he, what he received. Um, but because it's been well-documented, we've talked about it. It's, you know, he, he basically showed up to a, a team of, you know, three people. Um, but gosh, it's, it's hard to watch this team. <laughs> it's very hard. I know and it's going to get harder because they're going to have to do without uh, justice Hill in the, in the foreseeable future, because he just stepped away from the team for personal. He's gone. Reasons. And yeah. Monty Wilkinson's out too with injury. Well, I've been saying Parker Edwards needs to come in and play some minutes and you really got nothing to lose at that point that high top three going in the corner for Parker, man, he might, uh, no, nah, nothing's going to turn this around. I, I think it's just, you know, <laughs> it's just, it's his first year. Uh, we're going to, you know, enjoy the, the highlights for whatever we can. Maybe we can be spoiled for somebody else. Maybe we'll go to the NIT, you know, uh, but I don't know who's going to stay after this year, but, um, I don't know. It's, it's cool. We got to see Ace Wolf, see what that's about. We got to see, uh, some, some moments earlier in the season, but like you said, maybe they can figure something out before the end of the season and gel as a team. Cause I don't think they just, they just don't have that right now. But anyway, women's basketball is a totally different story. Still undefeated, right? Uh, I think Angel Reese is still scoring however many wins they have. That's how many double doubles she has. So um, pretty amazing. They like, they barely eked it out against Arkansas, right? It was, it was a tight game. I, I imagine the, the vibe would be good in the PMAC, but it's probably higher for the, the women's basketball right now. Um, what can you say? Yeah, Mulkey's got them rocking. Uh, I mean, they only won by three in that last game, but a win is a win. So staring down a number one seed in the tournament, and they got a big game this week against Tennessee, well, I guess in a week from today, uh, who's also like 16-3 and three or something, but they're undefeated in SEC play, so that'll be a big test. And... Yeah, at least it gives something uh, to cheer about for the fans in the PMAC. <laughs> they got to renovate that it, thing. Yeah, it really is just crazy to me that, like, I mean, it took it took less than a year, right? Like, she's she's as good as they said, you know. Like, there's I don't think there's any doubt. Um, and and you know, she said we're I'm coming here and we're we're competing for a championship and. I mean, I don't think anyone can disagree. Like if they don't, I mean, at this point, um, you know, if they don't go deep in the tournament, that's kind of, you know, that's all they, they hold their own destiny. There's nothing stopping them. Yeah. Oh, true. Um, yeah, exactly. Except themselves. Cause I don't know, man, I just, uh, I think we've seen it before in, in other sports, including men's basketball. It's just, yeah, they look good now, but I mean, they, you know, they keep beating people and they still, they're doing it in style. So it's just, it's amazing to see, have something to, to cheer about on campus. That's probably cool. 
some buzz. Uh, I imagine college campuses are always better with there's when there's buzz about something going on, you know, something positive, obviously usually comes with sports. Anyway, um, turning away from college, looking at the, uh, the NFL, um, I mean, the, the championship games are sets. Uh, it's like, you know, we're going to have San Francisco and Philly, Cincinnati, KC, a rematch of last year's AFC title game. And it's not going to be played in Atlanta. That's going to be played, unfortunately. But uh, I imagine Bengals fans are happy about that. They were, they were asking Joe about it. And he's like, well, you know, it's, it's not set in stone yet. But, 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 but. What do you got there, Daniel? That's the, that's the Joe Burrow uh, rookie oh. card. I'll hold him up in the camera. Nice. Very nice. Uh, <laughs> guys, you should have that one in a safe, buddy. Safe deposit box. Get it autographed or something. <laughs> I mean, imagine that he went from hater to having his rookie card. I know. Whoa. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> there you go. I mean, he looked good, man. They, they made the, like, his, well, I don't know. They, they, they were in control of that game, right? With the snowfall yep. and everything. I would have loved to have played in some snow like that. Never really got the opportunity here in the South, but it looked fun. Yeah. Really fun. Yeah. It looked, especially when they were hitting like the, uh, the snow angels at the very end. Mm-hmm. sliding around mm-hmm. it's gotta be depressing to be a bills mafia fan show up to your stadium and staying in the cold for six hours and then you just lose in terrible fashion to joe burr can you imagine can you imagine being in that stadium oh my gosh that's cold like that i don't i feel like that's the kind of cold you never even you don't recover from <laughs> <laughs> right well man how would would you would you rather have that or would you rather be Cowboys fan and just <laughs> have something every season where it's just that know? poor fool couldn't could still couldn't kick. He finally got it together. But I, when he but, when he got his his extra point blocked, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's a curse. Jerry Jones, he just he was getting mad at his boy Dak. Um Cowboys Nation was sad. Um I don't know what they're gonna do with the Dak like- situation. <laughs> I feel like the I feel like the the time is right. I think Sean Payton's going to be at the Cowboys. Mm. I mean, I think that right, like that's always been the the destination people have talked about. You know, Sean didn't he? He was with the Cowboys, I think, before, right? Yeah, he was the quarterbacks and, coach before the Saints. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I don't know if I don't know if it mean, if it's going to be with Dak or not, but I mean, McCarthy is not the he's not the guy. I, I I don't I think everyone questioned when he was hired, um, and with a loss like that, I feel like they're going to have to make some sort of changes. And I I don't know I just feel like Sean Payton's the the uh, the obvious choice. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, do they very... have the first round pick to give the Saints? I guess that's the question. I guess they'll make um, it. It was also very strange to watch that Cowboys and 49ers game and watch the Cowboys like game plan around the fact that they literally couldn't kick the ball. Like they yes. were going for it on fourth down. And then they're like every single two seconds, the commentators would be like, are they going to kick it? Um, <laughs> and then you could tell they're actively avoiding it. Um, so I was kind of happy that it at least made one field goal, I believe, in an extra point. But it was. I think, he had, I think he got two field goals, didn't he? He kind of got on a little roll. Or maybe it was a, maybe you're right. Maybe it was a field goal within an extra point. Yeah, but there was at one point there was at one point where I think it was like fourth and five from the 49ers 40 or something, and they ended up punting it instead of either like trying to kick a long field goal or go for it. And then the 49ers got it and they were right back, and that was when they scored their touchdown, like to go up. Uh so that was kind of a bad 
decision. Well, obviously in hindsight, it's a bad decision by Mike McCarthy, but um, yeah, some, some gaffes there and um, the Cowboys are close, but, but never quite good enough. Who do y'all, who do y'all think is going to take it down with the big chiefs Bengals matchup? Joe Burrow three and O all time against Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs. Yeah. I like, I like Burrow. I like, and I like the Eagles. I think that's your, I think that's your Super Bowl matchup, especially with, uh, with, with Mahomes got he's got the high ankle sprain. Um I just man, the I think Scott, you said it. The Bengals, they took control of the game. They pretty much were never um I mean, there's almost never a, a question of, of who was dominating. And I don't know. If they play like that, I don't know if anybody can beat them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. because uh, like with with the Eagles and the, the 49ers. I I don't see how because 49ers have to go to Philly, so I just I, I don't see that. But it's still amazing to me that the 49ers are doing this with Mister, you know, irrelevant in in the NFL draft, uh, the last pick who's just doing his thing. I mean, he's not you know he's not doesn't look like Joe Montana back there or or Steve Young, but I mean the the guy's getting it done. Like what he he could have a Trent Dilfer season where you don't even have to do much. He just doesn't doesn't lose it for them. You know, kind of like this Dallas kicker. But I just don't see him beating Philly in Philly. Uh, as far as KC Cincinnati, yeah, I, I, I think I got to go with the with the Bengals. I mean, it's a repeat of last year, so obviously they're not scared. I don't know who the pressure is more on Cincinnati or Cincinnati. All right, <laughs> Cincinnati. <or KC. laughs> um, yeah, right, Cincinnati or Cincinnati Freudian slip. But uh, I don't know who do you think's probably the pressure is more on. I would say almost the um, the Chiefs because the Bengals, obviously, they made the Super Bowl last year. And then some people were saying like they kind of just got hot at the right time. Maybe they're a bit of a fluke. And then everybody was quick to say that was correct when they started the season four and four. And then they've reeled off. I think it's 12 straight games since then. And so obviously they're not a fluke. They took down the Bills in the freezing cold. And like even if they lose this game to Kansas City, like there's still a lot of promise ahead with Joe Burrow and a young squad. Um, but if the Chiefs lose, then it's kind of like you you can't get over your arch rival, the Bengals, and like you're kind of not wasting the prime years of Patrick Mahomes' career because you've already won one Super Bowl and, and made another. But maybe there's a little question is like, can they get over that hump again? Uh, so I, I think the, the momentum is with the Bengals, and I like them in that matchup too. Back on the other side, I do think Brock Purdy has played really well. But I think he's going to do a, a rookie mistake at some point, either in this game against the uh, the Eagles or if they win in the Super Bowl. Because, I mean, there's a reason no rookie quarterback has ever won a Super Bowl. It's just so hard to do on such a big scale. Uh, mm-hmm. So it might come back to bite him. But uh, I wish him the best. It is a great story coming out of the, the last pick in the draft. It is. Yeah. And you think, is he going to get like a Matt Flynn type uh, deal next year? Either, I don't know, somewhere, right? Because like, how could you argue against the guy not playing somewhere if he was just thrown in the situation? Nobody thought anything of him. And then, hey, the guy's good. Or he's serviceable, whatever. That'd be crazy. Yeah. No, I, I was thinking the same thing, Scott. I was like, he, you know, he will, he, this, this run has made him a ton of money from somebody. Somebody will pick him up, pay him a bunch of money just to, you know, because you think about the whole, whole, uh, I, people tweet it all the time. You know, when, when you see a quarterback just playing terrible, it's like there, are, I know there are thir- there's gotta be better than 32, you know, or there, there's gotta be a, a guy better than this guy out there. And so, yeah, he'll, he'll get a chance. I mean, if Sam Darnold can get a chance and, and, you know, 
all the all the quarterbacks who struggle can get a chance. I'm sure he will. Yeah. We hit it all. I think that might be a wrap. Um, yeah, three football games left this year, two of them this weekend. Enjoy it. Um, maybe LSU basketball can pull a Hail Mary of their own and, and take down a win. Uh, so that's that's all I'm hoping for. Right. I mean, hopefully it comes down to a half court shot. They love putting out those videos on social media. I tell you <laughs> what good. Great. We're hitting half court shots, but like when, when a game that way, then, then we can talk. Uh, but I know it's all good fun, but I, I joke about it nonetheless. Um, yeah. But like I said, there's always January 28th. LSU baseball season begins folks. So we have that to look forward to as well. Um, and if there's nothing else from you guys, I guess that'll, that'll do it for us here on Talking Tigs. Have a good weekend. Uh, enjoy the, the conference championships game. Get the, get that Super Bowl game set and, uh, enjoy your weekends. And we will talk to you next week here on Talking Tigs.